Welcome to Mastering Your Financial Life, hosted by Judy Heft, the founder and CEO of Judith Heft and Associates Financial and Lifestyle Concierge. This year, they're celebrating 26 years in business. In every episode, Judy interviews professionals who help others successfully manage their financial lives. You can find this show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Judy is the author of two books, How to Be Smart, Successful, and Organized with Your Money, For a Better Today and Tomorrow, and her latest book, Mastering Your Financial Life Cycles, How to Successfully Manage Money in Every Decade of Life. You can read chapters of her books and catch prior episodes of this show at www.judithheft.com. Now here's the host of Mastering Your Financial Life, Judy Heft. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our 24th episode of Mastering Your Financial Life. And today I'm really excited to be here with my good friend, Sherry Davidson. Sherry is the founder of of ba on balance search consultants and that's a boutique search firm that specializes in finding top talent in the legal community she really is a holistic recruiter and talks about everything with her clients so she's uh really likes to concentrate on her candidates finances too do they have insurance do they need 401k what do they need so today we're going to talk to shari and she's going to help us uh figure all of that out so one of the things i wanted so welcome shari it's great to have you here thank you thank you for inviting me to be here my pleasure so you know some of the things so you know i think the people that are looking for jobs are unhappy in their current situation and how do you help them evaluate they're a new job opportunity or compared to the current one that they're in? Okay, great question. First of all, when a candidate does call me or I reach out to a candidate and they want to make a move, I really want to know from day one, what is the motive behind the move? If somebody is moving and jumping ship just for money or is it because they're not being uh, recognized in the firm. And I'm going to talk about lawyers, even though I've recruited from many different areas and whatever I talk about, attorneys except for a couple of things it's really could be applied to any title or any other industry but it really understanding the motive for the move is the, the main point once I understand that and I always ask my candidates to be very transparent with me the more transparent they are with me the better I can help them I know that there's new laws out there I'm not allowed to ask about salary but I do ask about salary expectations and how they came to that conclusion and um, if they do tell me their salary and the bonus and everything, I could probably coach them better. So there's another thing on my new website that's coming out. It's called Drive Your Career. And it's really who's driving the career. Um, a lot of candidates or lawyers, young lawyers, come out of law school and parents tell them, I told my daughter, go get a job, get some experience. In legal, that's not the case because you can get typecast as early on as just doing your internships. So you want to make sure everything aligns with your aspirations and your goals. And that goes back to me when I'm vetting them. What are your aspirations? Where do you want to be 5, 10, 20 years? I might even take the candidate that just graduated law school and say, where do you see your trajectory and where do you want to be at 65? So we can really truly understand how to put them in the right position. So going back to the vetting process, I always ask about insurance, 401ks, um, other, yep, actually I have one firm right now that I think is really cool. They offer 
one-year free memberships to spouse, as well as um, the attorney or whoever is there. Netflix or you, uh, you, um, Hulu or any of those streaming services, they give one. So those are like the little things for lifestyle. Some certain firms are more lifestyle you know, oriented, where some firms are like, I want to build 24,000 hours a year. So I want to know what the candidate, candidate's personality, their drive. And then we match everything up with their financials and everything. I do find it interesting, though, when I do ask about salary expectations, some of them don't don't even think about it. I said, okay, what is the lowest that you could take a job? You don't want to find the perfect job out there or position that you really think is going to be great and take a cut in salary if you can't make your mortgage and everything else, because you're going to be worried about how am I going to pay that bill at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. So it's really a balance and it's a tight, a tight rope that I walk between the, account, um, the attorney and the firm that they're going to be joining. That's really interesting about some of those perks that these firms are giving Netflix and gym memberships and things like that. That's so great. There's a lot of competition out there because of that, though. You know, it really adds in. So we're supposedly in a recession right now. Are we moving into more of a recession? So, you know, is it a good time to change jobs now during a recession or should they wait, see what happens? You know, what's your thought on that? I'm going to say it definitely depends on the industry. Okay. However, If you're working with somebody like myself, a legal recruiter that is getting retained or paid by the firm, they're serious about the positions. So number one, there's an extra added price tag to helping that candidate. Number two, this is the time. There's a lot of law firms that are doing extremely well and they're taking advantage of the firms that are not doing so well or and they're, and they're bringing them on. So a lot of mergers and acquisitions, I believe through 2023, is going to continue going. And that's one area I work on, mergers and acquisitions of law firms, uh, succession planning. Currently, I'm working with a, an attorney that's from India and has practice in the state as well as India. It's a perfect time for him to make a move and take his book of business and bring it to another firm that would like to increase that area. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So you work with in- people internationally as well? Yes, I do. Uh, matter of fact, through the um, COVID, I put somebody from Hong Kong to work <laughs> back into the States. Yeah. Excellent. And so everything was be- done through Zoom. So here we are. That makes it more interesting, too. And it's really, I mean, the negative, you know, there's a lot of negatives. So what we went through in the last couple of years with the positives is we can talk to people all over the world now. It's just so much easier. And even though we knew that we could do that before, we didn't do it. You know, no, we didn't. I, I mean, I did it with um, some attorneys from Dubai and things like mm-hmm. that. I, and I, I was on Zoom maybe two years prior to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoom has taken a definite life of its own lately. But yeah. You know, we we didn't do it as a nation and we didn't realize business could really be conducted that way. Right. And everybody can work from home now. Are you seeing uh, attorneys that want to work from home more than they want to be in the office? How's that in that industry? I'm glad you asked about that. I really believe remote hybrid and remote work is totally dead in most eyes of the attorneys, except for the maybe the rainmakers. The rainmakers can go to a virtual law firm's. Um, there's a few that are really good, and I can steer you the ones are good and the ones to stay away from. Um, but people want you in the office, especially the younger attorneys. They just graduated. 
where are they going to get their training and their skills that they're sitting in their PJs in their bedroom doing a debrief? That's doc review, and that will be looked down upon three to five years from now when we're looking for somebody that has expertise in XYZ crisis area. In 2009, when we went through the last big recession and, and problems, kids stopped going to law school. Kids who came out of law school went and got jobs just because they either needed the experience or they couldn't find anything, and they ended up in areas that they had no intentions of being in. They get typecast, and it's very hard to break out of that. Now, going five years, six years forward, some of the candidates were able to switch practice areas, which is very hard to do. And those candidates are really high demand now, but we're not looking for the three to five year associate. We're looking for the five to 10 year associate because of that, because they didn't have the experience that they needed. So now flashing back to COVID and everything, we have a lot of young can, um, attorneys that really are not being trained properly because they're not in the office. Uh, you know, I can't see a corporate attorney seeing a client saying, let me put my guy on Zoom and he'll can sit and listen. He's going to go to whoever's in the office and say, come with me. I'm seeing this attorney. I want you to take notes and listen. That's so true. Because, yeah, I've spoken to a couple of senior attorneys about that, and they're all saying that it's just so hard to train on Zoom. And, you know, it, you want to be – I feel the same in my company, too. It's It's nice to get up. Excuse me, and walk in somebody's office and have a quick conversation with them or ask a question. And, you know, that's missing in a lot of organizations now with so oh, much yes. being on Zoom. You know, but I it, still have a few people that are in my office, which is nice. And I like that. I like being able to walk in there and ask questions. You know, I, I, I visualize everybody's computers sitting on the conference room and everybody's talking through their computers and looking at each other. I know Zoom, we could do that all on one platform, but it's just, got to touch it, got to feel it, got to kick it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No, I know. There's nothing like human contact. It makes much more sense, but, yeah, you know, absolutely. we got to do what we got to do. But it, I like that you're, you know, I think people are trying to get back to the office and I think it's important. I really think it's important for the young attorneys to stop yes. saying, oh, I want remote. I don't want to work in the office. I said, well, that's great. And coming out of the AM laws, they pay very high. I think it's 210 now. It's for first year. It's, it's insane for them really not to know anything. And that's great. But if you're not getting the training, where are you going to go? That's true. So, Sherry, we're going to take a little break now, and then we're going to come back and talk some more. Thank you. Sounds good. Yeah. Hey there. I just want to tell you a little bit about my new book that just came out called Mastering Your Financial Life Cycles. And here it is. It's how to successfully manage your money in every decade of life. I co-authored this with my CFO, Liz Levy. And together we created this manual that's going to help you through every stage of life. We talk about having a baby. We talk about young adulthood, pre-retirement, what to do when you're at that age of retirement, if you're contemplating divorce, do you need an estate plan? We cover all of these, each subject in a different chapter. And I really think that you're going to find this so helpful because at the end of every chapter, we have checklists that you can look at and you can use and they can be a guide for you. So this is a wonderful manual that we've created. It's available on Amazon. You can also find it on our website at judithhepp.com slash book. And we're here for you. If you need anything, reach out. I hope you enjoy the book. Here's another picture of it, just so you know what's going on. Here it is. 
And I'm really proud of it. It's my second book. And I'd love to have you uh, read it and give me your feedback. Judy Heft, judithheft.com, financial and lifestyle concierge, celebrating 26 years in business. And over the years, I've learned so much. And what I've been trying to do is impart a little bit of this knowledge to you so I can help all of you become as financially organized as I am. And we're back. Hi, Sherry, again. So, you know, I think there's a lot of questions when people are transferring or, you know, switching firms, like what do they do with their 401 uh, or, you know, how do they compare compensation plans or benefits? You know, there's just so much to think about. It's not really just, I mean, culture is important, of course, whether you're going to a large firm or a medium-sized mm-hmm. firm, you have to decide if that's what you like. But I think, you know, the financial piece is also important. Like, what do you do with your old 401k? And, you know, how do you compare those benefits? Well, the 401k, um, you definitely need to talk to your financial planner. I can't really tell you what to do with that and how to do it or invest it. But I will tell you that if somebody has a 401k and the new firm is not offering a 401k, that's a benefit you are giving up. If uh, they normally give bonuses like 10% of your annual salary, you know, you kind of get a, a judge, you know, what your package is and how you many of the firms want to know what you are making or what your expectations are. So you really need to know all your numbers. And it really surprises me, and this is where I think, Judy, you can help a lot of people. They don't really know what's in their bank accounts or what they need to survive a month. That's they so really true. have not a clue. Like, I know my monthly not, I have to, and I need to bring in X to cover it. And that number can be scary at times when you're not realizing, especially for somebody like myself that is driven on commission, which brings me to another point. Many recruiters who are driven on commission might drive you to a firm that may not be good to you because they pay them more. Mm-hmm. I, might, I don't know what my, once I do the fee agreement, I tuck it into a drawer and I ignore it. And I only talk to the candidate about their aspirations and their goals. And once I make the placement, my husband will say to me, so what did you make? And I'll say, I don't know. And he said, what do you mean you don't know? And I said, when I write out the invoice, I will know because I don't want that to interfere doing the right thing for the candidate and the client. You know? That's so great. So, yeah, I think it's really important. Because that's how you, you know, like you told me before, you like, you take a holistic approach and you look at everything and, you know, the bottom line is you want your clients and your and the candidates to all be happy because then they're going to come back to you again too not the candidates but hopefully the clients are going to come back to you again because you did such a great job of placing someone so that that's important i have to say i'm so grateful i don't have to cold call i'm working with a coach right now and they say you got to get business 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 and i said i don't need any more business i need candidates um i need candidates that really want to make a difference in their life and before we even do a search for them, I, I really call it a strategic search. I find out all the information from their finances, what they need to do. And then we put all of their ducks in the row, their resume, their writing samples, everything before we even do it. Because once I start marketing the candidate, the client's going to say, well, I need this and I need that. And I don't want to wait 10 days finding out what the financials are. Mm-hmm. So even to the point where some of my candidates for partners who are moving and they have to prove their um, what they've done in the last three years is something called an LPQ, a lateral 
uh, partner questionnaire. Sometimes I even just send out a mock one so they could start filling it out. So when they have to fill it out, all they have to do is transfer their information and they have most of the information that they need. This is so, so great. So Sherry, let me interrupt you for a second. Do you help them with their resumes and their LinkedIn profile and all of that type of stuff too? Many so times, yes. Everything. Yeah, I'm more of a coach, trusted advisor. You know, mm -hmm. clients will call me. Are we open for, I think it was Columbus Day now, Indigenous Day, whatever you want to call it. You know, and then I would make even calls around to my clients and saying, are you open for this? No, we're using it as PTO. So I can give that information to my clients. I mean, as simple as that, more important things like what is the first year salaries in XYZ area? Uh -huh. I, I find out that information. And as well as for my candidates, you know, testing the water. And that's another thing that I like to do for my candidates is send sometimes a blind, even if I have a fee agreement in hand. Um, find out if my client would be interested in that type of candidate, not just spreading a candidate's resume all over the place, because I don't like to think of myself as multiple listing. That's interesting because we're always looking for new bookkeepers, and it seems to me sometimes, you know, by the cover letter, they're just sending their resumes to anybody. They don't fit the qualifications, but they just like, they must, you know, I use Indeed a lot, and they go in Indeed and they just do click, 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 and you get millions of, not millions, but you I stopped using Indeed because of that. I use yeah. it for research for other things, but I will tell you, Indeed used to be a great platform, um, but now it's like, I bankruptcy attorney. I got a horticulturist, literally. I got a farmer. I got a banker. I did not get one bankruptcy attorney. I know. They didn't, they, and, and then they click saying, yes, they're licensed in New York and they're in Iowa. It, it's, it's really. They don't pay attention. They don't read. It's good it, to have someone like you that, that vets all of that. You know, yeah. it's really important to have a professional out there that knows what to do and knows how to read between the lines. I'm assuming you can read between the lines and figure stuff out. You've been doing it for a while. Yep. So that's great. So this was so good. Did, did we leave anything off? Is there anything else you want to tell our listeners? Well, I do mergers and acquisitions, succession planning for uh, attorneys who want to move to another firm and see something at the end of the light, uh, rainbow of all their hard work. Many times solo attorneys will have such and such associates and now they look to the right and the left and they're about 55 years old and they never thought about retiring or where they were. They were building and they really were in a situation that they really needed, never trained anybody as in the succession or they thought Joe would be the, you know, the succession. But Joe looks and says, oh, my God, everybody's aging out and leaves the firm with half the book of business. So I help guide candidates through that as well as maybe merging their firm into another firm for light at the end of the tunnel, as well as everything in between. I'm actually working on a marketing position right now, a legal marketer. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you're really interesting. very varied. So how can our listeners find you, Sherry? You can reach me at 516-731-3400. Yes, that's a landline. Please leave a message. I'm one of those people that actually listens to them and returns calls. Uh, or you can even text me. And I don't normally do this, but I'm going to give it to your folks, 516-526-9980. Please note, if you do text me, you need to tell me who you are, what you want, and where we're, why you're calling. And please let, tell me that you heard it from Judy's uh, show so I can let her know as well. 
Thank you. I'd appreciate that. And then what about LinkedIn? Can they find you on LinkedIn? You can find me under Shari Davidson at LinkedIn or uh, on Balance Search. I have a LinkedIn, Twitter, as well as Facebook feed. And um, on balancesearch.com is also my website, which a new one hopefully will be out. My old one's up, but the new one will be coming out in a few weeks. That's exciting. It's exciting to have a new website, too. I love yeah. that. It's going to be great. Well, thank you, Sherry. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I think our listeners must have learned a lot from you. I know I did. It's pretty interesting uh, conversation, good topics to talk about. And, you know, I think it's so important to use a recruiter with something like this, especially in the law firms, because you know what's going on, you know what they need. And, you know, that's an important position. So I hope someone, our listeners got a lot from you and I hope they reach out to you. So thanks, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for being. You've been listening to Mastering Your Financial Life, hosted by Judy Heft. Thank you for your positive reviews, comments, and sharing this show with others. You can read chapters of Judy's books and catch prior episodes of Mastering Your Financial Life at www.judithheft.com.